0: This morning, turn with me to the Book of John, Book of John, Chapter Five. And as we have said, this portion of Scripture, this whole chapter is set forth to show the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've been dealing with the past few weeks, verses 1 through 16, Jesus heals Bethesda. he had gone up to Jerusalem for a feast believed to be the feast of Pentecost and the mates mentioned that he had come to a pool by the sheep gate pool known as Bethesda where were five porches or five colonnades and. In these five porches surrounding this pool was a great multitude of infinite folks. And Jesus chooses one individual, one man. Out of that great multitude, Jesus chooses one man To heal, to make whole, telling him to arise, take up his bed, and walk. And the man was joyfully jumped up and took up his bed and began to walk. The only problem was it was on the Sabbath. And the Jews, those fine Pharisees and scribes and elders and chief priests and Sadducees, said, how come you're carrying your bed? This is the Sabbath day. How come you're carrying your bed? He, and he said, a man told me to pick up my bed and walk. And, and who told you to pick up your bed and walk? Who told you to do this on the Sabbath? They were not concerned about the condition that the man had been for 38 long years 38 long years he hadn't been able to do that but these Jews could have cared less they weren't, they weren't even thankful he, he had been healed and now after 38 years he'd been walking and able to carry his bed Well, the man leaves those Jews and Jesus finds the man again. Searches out the man again. He had some instructions for him. He wanted him to know what he was to do as a new convert. He simply said, sin no more. Sin no more, lest lest a greater judgment come upon you. Christians. Christians are bidden by the Lord Jesus Christ to sin no more. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus old things, that, that old way of life, those sins that you yielded to, those sins that you were under their control, those sins that ruled your life. You're to cast them off. And you're to seek to sin no more. That's the desire On my heart. The desire is in my heart to not sin. I don't like it when I do sin. I sin, I know that He has forgiven me of that sin also you see he's forgiven me of all my sins he forgives me of all my sins even up to the day that I die but his his desire and his expectation is is that we be holy as he is holy we be righteous and just as he is and While we will not attain unto that in this life, in this present life, we're striving for it, we're laboring for it. But we know one day, when we shall see him face to face, (laughs) we'll be like him. We'll be like him. Which brings us to our two verses that we want to look at this morning. Verses 15 and 16, which is the conclusion of this section. We'll go on with another section beginning next week with verse 17 to another section that shows us Jesus' authority. This section here shows us Jesus' authority over, over diseases sicknesses his ability to heal and to restore to make whole it also shows his authority over the Sabbath okay, because he worked on the Sabbath now in verse 15 this morning we read the man departed That is, he departed from Jesus, telling him to sin no more. He he left Jesus. Their, Their confab, their conversation was over. He departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore, did the Jews persecute Jesus? And sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Title of this message this morning Jesus and the religious zealots. The religious Zealots, or we could say the religionists. They were highly religious people. And Jesus encounters them. Before, it was the man. The man who was made whole had encountered those religionists. Had re-encountered those religious zealots. But this morning, Jesus encounters those religious zealots. This is, if you remember, the views, the pictures that we have seen along the way. And this this morning is the, the fifth view that we have. The man had been with Jesus, and we can see him with Jesus. And now we see him this morning. We see him leaving Jesus. We see him departing. And he tells... Those Jews, those religious people, those Pharisees, those scribes, those elders, those chief priests, those Sadducees, that it was Jesus who had healed him. notice verse fifteen that he told them that it was Jesus which had made him whole notice he said it was jesus who made me whole not jesus who told him to carry his bed on the sabbath but jesus (laughs) who made me whole (laughs) you see Being full of of joy and gratitude, he must proclaim that it was Jesus. It was Jesus. Look what Jesus did. Jesus healed me. Jesus made me whole. He was filled with joy, he was filled with gratitude. And now he 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 had to he had to go. back. I, I can just visualize him running back to the and finding those Jews to tell them that it was Jesus that <laughs> made him whole. He had to proclaim the name of Jesus. Come with me. In your Bibles, to the book of Romans. The book of Romans in chapter 1. And notice, notice how Paul viewed it. Paul, Paul was a great persecutor of Christians. A great persecutor of the disciples of Christ. A great persecutor of the church. But the Lord saved him. The Lord healed him. The Lord made him whole. And so in writing to to the Romans in in chapter 1, and verse 14, he says, I am debtor. Both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. Both to the wise and to the unwise. He he, he says, I owe. I'm in debt to you. I must tell the whole world whether it be Jew or whether it be Gentile. So as much as in me is I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, to the Gentile. Paul, Paul wasn't ashamed of it. He realized there was the preaching of the gospel that, that the Holy Spirit plunged into his heart, made him a new creature in Christ Jesus and now he was in debt now he owed it to, to to the Jew and to the Gentile to the barbarians to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ turn with me to the book of Acts the book of Acts in chapter 9 Acts chapter 9, and of course we, we that are familiar with this chapter know, know that this is, is the account of Paul's conversion, the account of Paul's salvation, Saul of Tarsus, his salvation. He was on the road to Damascus, but he had letters to, to, to bind any that he found in the way, in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christian, Church members, put him in prison, and even kill him. And the Lord met him there on that Damascus road, saved his soul. Yes, he was blinded. He was blinded. Scales covered his eyes. That light, that light that shone on him was so bright <laughs> that scarred his eyes. Ananias, a disciple, disciple of Christ, was sent to the place that Saul was, where. Saul was praying. Notice, right after, immediately after his conversion, he couldn't see anything, but but he could pray. And he was praying. And Ananias comes to him and speaks to him, and and the scales fall off his eyes. And his sight is restored. And he's baptized. And notice, notice what he had to do immediately. Notice what he must do. In verse 20, and straightway he preached. That word straightway means immediately. At once, at once he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. <laughs> you see, he didn't know, know a whole lot of theology and everything, but he knew one thing he knew Jesus had healed. Jesus. That made him whole. And Jesus is the son of God. He has power. The power of God resting upon him. To do this very thing. He was rejoicing. And he was proclaiming. The gospel. Of Jesus. Back in the fifth chapter. The fifth Chapter. Of the book of Acts. We have. Here the apostles. Being. Exhorted by. The council. Not to preach anymore. In the name of Jesus. Chapter four. But <laughs> well, chapter five. We find them still preaching. In the name. Jesus did not did not we tell you not to speak anymore in this man's name I mean they were ready to kill him but the Lord in human flesh and so they consented to not kill him but they beat him and then let them go. Verse forty-one says, and "They departed from the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name." They counted it worthy to suffer, to be, to take those beatings that the magistrates put on them for the name of Jesus Christ notice verse 42 and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ why you've just just been exhorted by the magistrates, the town magistrates to no, no longer preach in this man's name to speak in this man's name They beat him, beat them, and then let them go. And they didn't cease. Why? Because Jesus had done a great work for them. Jesus had saved their souls. They must tell others about Jesus Christ. They needed to preach Jesus to others that they, in turn... Might be saved. Turn with me now to the book of Timothy, Second Timothy, Chapter Two, and Verse Ten. Paul speaking here to Timothy. Let uh, Let's begin reading with uh, verse eight. Second Timothy two and verse eight. He says, "Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was ra- raised from the dead according to my gospel according to the gospel." According to the gospel which I preach, the gospel of Jesus Christ which I preach, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bond. Why, why did he suffer evil as, uh, suffer as an evildoer? Because, because he was preaching Jesus Christ. He was preaching Jesus Christ, and he was preaching Jesus Christ to a people that didn't want to hear about Jesus Christ. The world doesn't want to hear about Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear about their sins. They don't want to hear that they're sinners and that they need to repent of their sins and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul, by experience, experience, repentance, and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ knew that that was the only hope for man. And so he was willing to suffer for the cause of Christ. Verse 10, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. You see, there was the driving force. He was a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I must tell others, I must proclaim Jesus Christ to others. Why? That the elect might hear and be saved. What a wonder. Must you must you proclaim Christ? Has he done a work on you? Has he saved your soul? This this impotent man who was made whole. He didn't at first didn't know who was, and then he found out it's Jesus! Jesus! And he, had, he runs back to those Jews and he tells them, it was Jesus that made me whole. Not Jesus that made me take up my bed and walk, but Jesus who made me whole. Praise God. If you're here and born again this morning, if you're here and saved, are you thankful? Are you praising God that someone cared? To share with you. To share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with you. Well, according to verse 16 of our text, John chapter 5, those Jews got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. I mean, this man broke the Sabbath by carrying his bed. And we found out that the reason he broke the Sabbath by carrying his bed is because someone told him to break the Sabbath day, to break the Sabbath law. Who told you to do that? And now he runs to him and tells him, it was Jesus that made me whole. In other words, it was Jesus. Jesus that told me to rise and take up my bed and walk. To carry his bed on the Sabbath. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Oh, therefore did they persecute Jesus. The Jews. The religious folks. The highly religious folks. Consider who they were. The Pharisees. The scribes. The Sadducees. The elders. The chief priests. Those who were high educated in the law of Moses they were very religious folks they persecuted Jesus they, with hostility and, and even sought to kill him they opposed him They opposed him because our text says he did those things on the Sabbath. He broke the law. This was this was a serious matter. Breaking the Sabbath law, that's a serious matter. I mean that that was in the first table of stone. Of the ten ten commandments that god gave them to them at mount Sinai under under the hand of moses that was on the first tablet of stone that that was right there with with honors the lord God. shall i also have no other god before me i shall not make any grave in him. Thou shalt so not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Keep the Sabbath. I was serious business with these Jews to break the Sabbath law. All kinds of work and and activity was restricted. Look how, how much salt was. Turn with me to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 16. I don't know if you've ever thought about this in, in reading this passage of Scripture before. But have you ever considered the women that came to the tomb of Jesus? Mark chapter 16 verse 1 and when the Sabbath was passed did you ever read that before? did you ever think about that before? and when the Sabbath was passed it was over Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweets for Jesus that they might come and anoint him, might anoint the body of Jesus, but not till the Sabbath was over. They weren't allowed to do that kind of work on the Sabbath day, it had to be after the Sabbath was over, any other day of the week, but not the Sabbath. So they waited. They waited till the Sabbath was over. Till it was past. It was a serious matter. It was a serious matter to break the Sabbath law. The new Jewish nation had been held by their religious beliefs. They held to their religious beliefs. Even even though they worshipped over their gods, they still were bound by the law. Well at least some of the law. Seems as though they picked and choose that they wanted to be obedient to. They missed that about not having any other God before them. Not making any graven image. Bowing down to any graven image. But boy, they were strong on keeping the Sabbath. Of them were men of Shall we say deep, deep religious principles? Strong. <laughs> Strong in their practice. They were men who had had profession, professions. They had position. They were. They had recognition. We would say they were esteemed. (laughs) They had great livelihood. They weren't poor Jews. They were the richer of the Jews. So they had security. They had all, shall we say, that this world had to offer. The error of their way was fourfold. They misinterpreted. They misinterpreted. God, they, they corrupted God's Word. They, because of that, they committed serious sin. Not just once or twice, but time and time and time and time again. In God's eyes. But you see, because the exterior looked so good. I mean, they didn't do this, they didn't do that, they didn't do this. They, 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 they went to church three times a week, they prayed, they fasted, they gave to, alms to the poor. But they did that all to be seen of men. Was the driving force of their thoughts, reminiscence. But they were committing serious sin in God's eye. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Matthew, chapter 5. Verse 17, Jesus says here to the multitude, he says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The subject is the law, the law of God, the word of God, that that word of God which they had in that day. They didn't have the New Testament like we have it. they had the Old Testament he said for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so that So he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Did you notice that? First of all, first one says, and shall teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom. But he that does and teaches, he that teaches and does what he teaches he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Notice verse twenty For or because I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, those religious folks, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on and tells them, well, explain to them what he means. The, the Pharisees and scribes, those religious folks, those highly religious folks, they were, they were bent on thou shalt not kill and they didn't kill. But Jesus said, in the heart, of you kill men. You kill men by being angry at them. Without a cause. Without just cause. The highly religious folks have. Thou shalt not commit adultery. They didn't commit adultery, but Jesus said, "You committed adultery." We're to walk on a woman and to lust after her. You've already committed adultery except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the first. You see, it's an internal righteousness which governs the external. And they made themselves externally clean. Now, chapter 23. But inside, inside, they were still dead and sinned and trespassed. They rejected God's way of righteousness. What, what was God, what's God's way of righteousness? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came doing good. Jesus Christ came always doing the will of the Father. The first table of storm. Everything towards God. His heart was right towards God. And during the second storm. Dealing with fellow men. Jesus did good to his fellow man. He came, he came obeying the father, he came, he came being doing good to, to men, and they hated him. They rejected him. They despised him. You see, they allowed religion to become tradition, just a work with, with no real meaning to it. It became ritual, it became ceremonial. The rules the rules were more important than meeting the basic need of humanity. Than meeting humanity's need for God. Meeting humanity's need for the spiritual, for the mental, and for the physical. They lacked love. They lacked faith. Turn with me to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision it's not by the works of the law but faith and faith worketh by love faith manifests you manifest your faith by your love by your agape by your self-sacrifice you see you self-sacrifice to be obedient to God to, to honor God to not worship self to not be filled with pride to not to not use his name in vain To honor him on the Lord's Day. And then love keeps on working to fellow man because that's what's pleasing to God. God is pleased. When we self sacrifice for the benefit of others these religious folks (laughs) they didn't get that they didn't get that all along all they saw in the law was don't do this don't do this do this do this don't do this They, 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 they missed the fact that those things would be governed by a heart of love. You see, if you have a heart of love, if you have faith, it's not a chore to love God. <laughs> it's not a chore to love the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a chore to want to bring honor and glory unto His name. It's not a chore to look at your fellow man in compassion and mercy and seek their good, seek their welfare seek their benefit and not your own so they attack Jesus (laughs) they attack Jesus by trying to Discredit him, so the multitudes would stop following him Matthew chapter 12 and in verse 10 there where he healed the withered man, the man whose hand arm was withered on the Sabbath Jesus Beforehand, he says to those religious folks there in Matthew chapter 12, he says, is it lawful? They, or they said to him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? They said that question, the verse says that they might accuse him. You see, they, they, they were looking for something against him. They wanted to catch him in his speech. Matthew chapter 22 verse 15. Tells us that then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him. How they might trap him. How they might snare him in his talk. Luke chapter 6, and verse 7. said, And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. I mean, they, they were just looking for him to do something. Not accuse him, not being able to discredit him, they sought to kill him back back to our reference in Matthew chapter twelve and, and verse ten, and they, they were looking for for an accusation against him and and he was a withered man and and Verse 14 of chapter 12 of Matthew said, Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him. You see, they were looking to kill him. Yeah, he healed on the serpent, but he said, Is it lawful to do acts of kindness? Acts of mercy? He told him, didn't you see what David and his men did entering into the temple and eating the showbread? Have you not observed that the priests work in the temple in in the service of the temple on the Sabbath day? In another place he said, what one of you that have an ox fall into the ditch on the Sabbath day will not go and deliver the out of the ditch out of the ditch on the Sabbath day Matthew chapter 26 verses 3 and 4 we see Pharisees and scribes and elders and chief priests gathered, their religious folks, those Jews, gathered together and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. Luke chapter 22 and verse 2 repeats the same in our text in the book of John chapter 5 and in a verse that we'll be getting to uh, in the next week or two, verse 18, the Jews sought the more to kill him. Chapter 7 of the book of John, we find more occasions that they had sought to kill Jesus, and so he no longer walked in Jewry, he no longer walked in Judea, in Jerusalem. Until he was bidden to go up to the feast, Feast of Tabernacles at Jerusalem. And he went up there and those those Jews, those religious folks confronted him again. And he said, Why do you seek occasion to kill me? And he said, Well, you must be mad. Ain't nobody seeking to kill you. <laughs> and down a few later it says, they were wanting to kill him that was their thrust I asked you this morning what's your thoughts of Jesus what's your intent toward Jesus do you despise him because he reveals the evil way in which you walk. Because he exposes your sin, your evil, your wickedness. I ask you this morning what will you do with Jesus? Oh, you best cry out. You best cry out to him. You best cry out in repentance. Because you are a sinner. And you need to repent. You better cry out in repentance. Trusting Jesus. Jesus is the only way. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and, and verse 16, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way. Oh, there are many today that are that are proclaiming, Oh, there are many ways to God. There are many ways to get to heaven. No, there's only one way. And that's by... The Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood. Faith. Romans chapter 3. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood on Calvary's cross. Brother Mike.